Welcome to another edition of Moments with Matt with State Representative Matt Dowling of the 51st Legislative District in Fayette and Somerset Counties. Representative Dowling, welcome to another report to your constituents. This week, we'd like to begin by talking about all the things that we've missed in the last couple of months. We've had a, uh, a media blackout that is happens every year around election time. We've had COVID that has kept people away from the Capitol for a long time. And in that time also, we've got a lot done, including stuff like the state budget. Man, there's been a lot going on. What, what have we missed? There's been a lot going on. And, and what people may or may not know is that this program is produced legislatively out of Harrisburg. If I'm not in Harrisburg that week, we can do it over the telephone. And then we send it out to our local radio sources. And because state dollars go into the production of, uh, of this quick little piece, um, we suspend that right around campaign time. And, and it's kind of a perception issue where we don't want people to think that, that we're campaigning using state dollars. And of course, we're not. Um, but I am happy that now that the primary election is over, we'll be able to keep bringing these updates to you for the next couple months and until we hit that blackout period again this fall. You mentioned that uh, we got a budget in place and it was kind of a, a down and dirty quick budget this year we knew something needed to be done because we need to continue to fund the important things that state government does through this summer period with you know coming off the heels of COVID-19 and the pandemic and then moving into the fall. What we didn't want to do is look at the entire year because we didn't know how the Federal Care Act was going to play in, what federal dollars would be coming to the state, and also what expenditures were going to be unforeseen in the next couple months. And then finally, where's our revenue going to be? So what we did is something a little bit unprecedented. We did a five-month budget, which we passed before June even started. June's normally our budget month. And this will get us through basically the rest of the calendar year. In uh, November, December, we'll come back and we'll see where revenues got us as the economy rebuilds after COVID-19. And then we'll make some educated decisions on how to spend for the rest of the year. There is an exemption to that five-month period, and that has to do with education. So whether it be our non-preferreds, which we refer to them, our, our higher education institutions, our PASHI schools, the state system of education, or that K-12, uh, and actually pre-K is in there as well, were funded for a full 12-month period because we didn't want parents to worry about, okay, we're going to send our kids back to school this fall, but will the funding be here for important things like school lunch programs, buses, uh, and just general education funding after the Christmas time frame. So we did fund those for 12 months. We still have a lot of work to do when we get back here in November. Speaking of work to do, the House has been back here and really has been back for a good bit of the time during this COVID emergency, operating a little bit remotely. But getting things done, one of the things that we have recently achieved is a legislation that you sponsored that deals with our rights during these emergency times when the governor declares an emergency. What kind of rights do you have? Tell us about your bill and and where it sits in the legislative process. Sure. So this actually predates COVID-19. And if you look back almost a two to three year period, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania has been standing in a disaster declaration without without any gaps. The governor, in order to have 
extra funding and, and to be able to move a little quicker and freer, declared a disaster declaration, uh, as many of you remember, on the opioid epidemic a couple years ago. And that's where this legislation started. So it may come as a surprise to many people that it is actually illegal to open carry a firearm, which is something granted to all residents by the U.S. Constitution, the Second Amendment, and also by the state constitution. But open carrying that firearm is not legal during a disaster declaration or what some people may call a state of emergency. So my legislation would change the crimes code to uh, ensure that that constitutional right is not taken away by the governor when they declare these periods of disaster declaration. And I'm sure that a lot of folks didn't even realize that we still were in a disaster declaration for the opioid issue. And then we get another one. It seems like we may be in these for long periods of time. People forget their, forget that we're even in one and then carry their gun what would they think would be legally and then end up in some kind of trouble. Absolutely. So the governor has uh, renewed these declarations. Uh, we're just now into the second 90-day declaration with COVID-19. As, as we both have said, uh, we are in multiple renewals of the opioid epidemic uh, disaster declaration. And many people often think of these disaster declarations as like an act of God, like there's a big snowstorm coming or, you know, it, it, other parts of the country, there's an earthquake. That's how we see a state of emergency. But because of some of the other freedoms that it gives the governor, it has become a popular move to use these disaster declarations for something that is not that traditional kind of act of God setting. And that's one of the reasons why this bill is even more important. The other thing it does touch on, and, and from when we drafted it last session to where it's been introduced this session, we have also looked at the governor's ability to suspend or limit the sale of firearms during these disaster emergency declarations. So we don't want the suspension of those sales to happen, and this legislation would prohibit the governor from doing that as well. So we passed it out of the Judiciary Committee, of which I'm a member a couple months ago. There's been some good discussion on the bill. Uh, it passed this week on second consideration without any amendments. Uh, there was an amendment that with, was withdrawn. So it's a nice, strong bill, and it left the House and moved to the Senate for their consideration here at the end of this legislative week. And so that means the Senate needs to pick it up and hand it over to the governor yet to make sure that these kind of things are getting done. Of course, the governor might have something to say about this, as he has about a lot of legislation being in his way. He may, and uh, and uh, he and I have in the past uh, disagreed on legislation. Uh, this wouldn't be my first bill that he's vetoed, but I hope that he will actually sign it into law or allow it to become law without his signature. Representative Dowling, thank you for this informative report to your constituents, and tune in for another Moment with Matt with State Representative Matt Dowling.